Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Colin II, and with me, as always, via Zoom is... Is, uh, Sesame and Carta. Sesame and Carta. You're sticking with that, huh? Yep. Yes, I am. Sesame and Carta. I'm just gonna call you Matthew Haas, if that's okay. Yeah, I mean, you do what you need to do, so... I mean, yeah. I'll just, you know, call you that because I'm used to it. But, you know, if you want to be Sesame and Carta, that's fine. (laughs) So I'm tolerant of you. Yes, I'm very tolerant. (laughs) Of your name. Yeah. Yes. So, um, so, um, here's a story, Matt. Sesame, I mean, um, of a man named Brady. Mm-hmm. And um, then there's also a lady. Mm-hmm. And there's like six kids, okay? There's three boys and there's three girls. Mm-hmm. And uh, they formed this big um, group of people, like a, like, like a bunch. And their name is Brady. So, anyways, good theme song. Yes. Yeah. Today on the show, in our Frosty Failures segment or uh, (laughs) series, I should say, we are covering. The 1988 film, made-for-TV movie, A Very Brady Christmas. Yes. Yes. It was directed by Peter Baldwin. It was uh, written by Sherwood Schwartz and Lloyd J. Schwartz, who are a father and son. Sherwood Schwartz is, of course, the creator of The Brady Bunch. And, um... And it stars most of the original cast, 
with the exception of Susan Olson, who, according to the media at the time, was on her honeymoon, so she couldn't be in the movie. Mm. But it turned out that, uh, <laughs> in reality, um, they were offering her, like, nothing to do the movie. <laughs> Oh, wow. Like, very little money. So, she just basically said fuck you to them. Um, <laughs> so... Which character does Susan Olsen play? Cindy. Oh, okay, so that wasn't... Alright. No, that wasn't the original Cindy. <laughs> oh, okay. That was... The, um, Cindy in this movie is played by Jennifer Runyon, who people may know as Gwendolyn Pierce from the first season of Charles in Charge. Maybe that's why she looked familiar. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. What else has she been in, been in? She was also in Ghostbusters. Okay, yeah. And um, she's been in many other things, but those are the two pop most popular, probably. Um, okay. yeah, I mean, she, she was decent in the role, so it was fine, you know. <laughs> but they... Uh, yeah. Yeah, the studio... Um, Paramount said that they would fund the uh, film... Um, if uh, they could get five of the six kids. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You don't need the whole bunch, just the uh, five. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was the highest rated television film of the 1988 season. <clears throat> oh. That's yeah. Oh, actually, um, oh, it was, and then it ended up uh, finishing second, though, but it was the second highest rated, I guess. I should oh, okay. Say. Yeah, but still. So, um, when did the Brady Bunch TV show, like, what year did that um, end? That ended, like, 14 years prior. Okay. And this takes place 12 years, though. After, so, timeline-wise, it takes place 12 years after the show. Is that what they said? About, well, well, Cindy said she hasn't had curls in her hair for 12 years, so maybe she had them for another two years before that. Yeah. I was just wondering because it seemed timeline-wise that, like, they seemed a lot older, more than just 14 years. Like, yeah. I'm thinking at least 20 at the very least because I know back in the day people used to start their lives and have families earlier because you know the economy was doing better and it's not like the complete shit show that it is now but anyway um, I digress um, so people tended to like you know start careers you know at like an appropriate age and have children at an appropriate age not have to wait to the, like 65 to do so but even then I was like I'm like, that still seems a little bit soon because, like, some of these kids were not, like, babies. Like, they were, like, already, like, you know, kids. Like, and I'm thinking, like, in order for, like, who was the doctor? Was it Greg? Yeah. Um, it, like, for, so for one thing, you got to go to regular college, so that's four years. You got to go to medical school, I think, is another four years. So, like, you, he, the way he looked, like, he was already, like, some well-established doctor. Like, that would take, like, at least 12 years to even get remotely to that point, you know? It, it just seemed like timeline-wise, 12 years or 14 years didn't really 
to me didn't feel maybe just because you know for me and maybe my generation time does time goes by quicker maybe because of technology and internet yeah. i don't know but for me it seemed like a little bit fast but again maybe maybe in the 80s it was different because they didn't have you know the internet to look at all day long and just waste your time on so they actually you know <laughs> went, went out and did things you know because they could too, you know because like i said the economy was was better and there wasn't such a thing as called COVID 19 and the, a fascist kind of president and all that stuff going on but anyway Sorry, always got to get political somehow, but uh, which probably alienates like seventy-five percent of our audience. But yeah, you're stuck with me, so it's okay, Matt. I mean, sesame, <clears throat> sesame. Yeah. Yes. So, um, anyways, um, so what do we got going on here in this movie, Matt? Um, you know, everyone's going out with their, you know, their different lives. Um. You know, Mike and um, God, what's their name? Carol. Carol. I never really watched. I hardly ever really watched it pretty yeah. much. So I not. Yeah, Mike and Carol still still got their jobs going on. They're, you know, they're empty nesters. They got cool exercise bikes that they gave to each other for Christmas. Um, each each of them decides to do a surprise vacation for the other because they have like a joint savings account. You know, that's just for vacations, which, again, back in the 80s, you probably would be able to actually do, you know, actually have a special account that's just for vacations. Like, not just a savings account, but, like, accounts specific towards certain things, a, a concept that most people don't know anymore. Anyway, so, um, <laughs> so you know, Mike Mike wanted to surprise Carol with a, a trip to Japan because she always wanted to go to Japan. But then Carol decided to book a... Um, uh, a secret trip to Greece and they both went to the same um, you know travel agency but uh, Mike had gotten there first <clears throat> because when Carol went to book hers there wasn't any money left in the account and then um, you know they you know they which both, really you know, makes no yeah. sense by the way it doesn't but they both you know <laughs> realized that they I know they both realized that they were there and then it's like oh that's so cute ha <laughs> but then they decided, well, you know, because, oh, because they decided because, um, um, uh, I, I forgot her name, but the maid, um, Alice. So, uh, so, so earlier before this happened, Alice, Alice, um, came to stay with them because she was having problems with Sam, the butcher, her, uh, husband. Um, he, uh, was cheating on her with a younger woman. Yay. Which I'm like, isn't that a little serious for the sitcom movie? <laughs> Just like the movie was a lot like deeper than the show was. Yeah, like yeah. So I mean, if if, if you think that is uh, eventually for the show, we should probably cover the pilot episode of The Brady's. Oh God! Which was a follow- I never heard of that. What's that? I never heard of that. Yeah, one. it was a follow up to this. <laughs> And it was very dramatic television, hour-long television series that ran for one season. They're all, they're all grown up now, and they got yeah. their own problems for their own generation. <laughs> yeah, the you know. pe- people at the time referred to it as Brady something because it was very, it was very serious, like thirty something. Brady something. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Anyways, um, 
so we've got, you know, Alice can't, comes to stay. Both of the, both of the, uh, <clears throat> the spouses tell, um, tell Alice about their planned trips and she's just like, Oh no, what do I do? You know, sort of stuff. You know, she can't tell them. They also tell like all the kids. And of course, nobody's telling each other that, you know, wait, mom's planning a trip. Dad's planning a trip, you know, because they're, uh, you know, good kids. Um, well, yeah, they're loyal. Yeah. They're loyal to their yeah. parents. They're not going to ruin the surprise. You know, for the other parent. So, um... You raised them right. Yes. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, it, it was a good story of a lovely lady. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, it, I, I periodically go through, like, a phase where, like, I try to get into the Brady Bunch because for some reason I get this idea in my head that, like, it's a show that I'm supposed to like, like, like it's like an obligation to like the Brady Bunch for something. Like, it's yeah. just like a, it's like a standard I set for myself. Like nobody is telling me that I have to watch, have to like the Brady Bunch. It's like my own standard. So like, like I can never get past the pilot ever. Like it's just so bad. Like it's like, I, like two minutes, ten minutes into it, I'm like, I have like an edge. I'm like, I, I got to turn this off. I can't take it. Like yes. it's just such a terrible episode. Like, you do not have to like the Brady Bunch. Just letting you, yeah. you know. I know that, but for some reason in my mind, a few years ago, like four years ago, yeah, what well, four years ago, literally on a Saturday, it was like two in the morning, and I was like, you know, like staying up way too late. Like I should have gone to bed at like ten, and like I just put on Hulu and got the idea. I'm going to watch the Brady Bunch, and like. I just I couldn't I couldn't take it like I try to do it the next day or like next weekend or whatever, and it's like could never get past the first not not even through the first episode not not just not past it. Um, and I will tell I you that the mind. the Brady Bunch movie and a very Brady sequel, well, those are different. Are much better <laughs> because the yeah, parodies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're not. They're meant to make fun of. Yeah, um, yeah, those are. You know, those are pretty cool. Rob Lowe was in the second one, I think. And uh, was it Rob Lowe or was it no? No, Rob Lowe wasn't in it. It was that. It was that other that other dude from Evil, right? Was it him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Anyways, um. So back to the um. Back to the plot of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um. First off, before we get any further, Matt, what did you think of the movie? It was okay. Yeah, it's about no, how it I feel. And we, I was, yeah, I wasn't wasn't terrible. I wasn't really um, thrilled with it, but it was uh, it was better than the, the show. So, you know, I I was okay with it um, for a 1988 made for television movie. Um, you know, it could have been a lot worse, uh, especially during that. You know. Um, year or whatever yeah a bad what a bad television (laughs) during that this was was the time too like at this time like a lot of television shows were doing these reunion movies and shit it was like all over the place i mean now we've got all these like it it seemed to have another wave recently where we had a bunch of reboots like you know fuller house and all that shit 
you know, so it's like, <laughs> yeah. So, um, but anyways, we've got, um, so, so they, they, they decide that instead of, uh, instead of, you know, going to Greece or Japan, that they're going to, uh, fly in all of their family, all of the, uh, you know, the, the kids and the grandchildren and the in-laws and all that shit. Um, God, that's like a lot of money. That's like yeah, seventeen plane tickets, um, round trip. So I think going to Greece or Japan would have been a lot cheaper. I don't even think they would have enough money to even pay for like, like there's no way they had that because like when Carol went to um book the trip to Greece, there was only like eight dollars left in their account. So like. There's no way, whatever, that's fine, that's TV convenience, but, um... See, I mean, and, and, and it's funny, too, when the when the Brady's, the follow-up to this happens, they all seem to live in the same town again. So, they, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing that thing, we're doing the Save by the Bell thing, where, you know, everybody just happened to move to Bayside, California, from Indiana, you know, just, just got in the bus and just moved, you know. That was, that, that was different, that was more like they just didn't care. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it's like, yeah. So, anyways, we've got um, all the Brady kids are in their own lives facing different problems um, that uh, might keep them from enjoying the holidays, you know? Um, Yep. Greg's nurse wife, Nora, Greg is a doctor decides that she wants to spend um, Christmas with her family instead of with his family. So they agree at first, you know, oh, well, well, you know, first they were thinking of just going over to her parents, but then eventually she, she comes up with the conclusion, oh, you can take, uh, you can take the kid and go to, you know, your parents. And <laughs> yeah. I'll go, you know, spend time with my family. Um, Peter is romantically involved with his boss, Valerie, and is in an inferior position. And uh, he's got this, like, self-confidence thing because of societal norms where a man must earn more money than the woman. Yeah. Um, Keep in mind, it's 1988, which, you know, you know, like, when we're younger and stuff, we like to... Yeah, but I mean, this is actually kind of, you know, the fact that they address this is actually almost kind of woke for the time, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, I'm sure that people were writing TV Guide or or whatever, you know, complaining about that, you know. Um, (laughs) I mean, woke in the the original sense of the word where it was actually meant to be a good word. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but but like 1988 was like 30, Mm -hmm. over 30 years ago, so like... yeah. And we're still having issues like that now. So, like, 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 a lot of people tend to think, at least back then, that, like, the 1960s was just, like, this sort of, like, era that just broke everything free and stuff like that, but really didn't, because, like, even 20 years later, there are still people, like, like, especially if you watch, like, old commercials like I do for, like, nostalgia reasons. Yeah. Like, when feeling particularly down on myself and want to retreat to like the past when I actually felt happy. Um, sorry, <laughs> this is, I'm having a bad week. So, um, you know, like I've noticed that like a lot of the commercials are about like, you know, like the woman's like doing the laundry or like, 
it, or vacuuming. Like it's like always like the woman's job to do like cleaning or or cooking as well. Like I just, you know what I mean. So like yeah. even in the eighties when so called everything was liberated, you know stuff like that. So because unfortunately things take a long time to change because people are like super stubborn about stuff. So yeah. So yeah. So yeah, that that little that woke you know part of the 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 episode or whatever or the, the movie, you know that they address that like, hey man, like, okay, your girlfriend's your boss, like, all right, big deal. Shut yeah, up. exactly. Um, <laughs> there's probably more of a you know HR problem there than anything. Yeah, um, that's what I was like, I think the problem is that you're dating your boss, <laughs> <laughs> and she's dating someone that's under her. Like, yeah. like that's a big deal. <laughs> Um, so, uh, the, the, the next issue we have is, uh, Bobby, um, the youngest boy has decided to drop out of graduate school to become a race car driver, but has not told his parents about this. And he dropped out of a whole year yeah. before that. So he's been doing this, lying to them for a time. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird because I would have assumed... And maybe not, but I would have assumed that, you know, they would have helped pay for his education. So what they have known. Yeah. Like taking- where's this you money know? going that we're paying? Um, maybe, or, or unless he got a scholarship or something, who knows? Yeah, you maybe, know? maybe they weren't paying or maybe they were. Yeah. Cause he was going for his master. So maybe they helped pay for the, the like bachelors or what, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. The whole year he was, he didn't tell them he was racing. Racing cars, you know. You, I could sort of tell something was going on because, like, everyone else was, like, wearing suits and stuff. Like, when they were talking on the phone, he's sitting there eating, like, last night's Chinese food for breakfast and, you know, stuff like yeah. that. Or, like, a pizza box, you know. Like, <clears throat> I was like, hmm, okay, he's, he's living kind of a bachelor type of life here, you know. And so then we have Marsha, the oldest daughter, um, whose mm-hmm. husband, they basically, she has no issues. It's that her husband, Wally, was fired from his job at a toy company where he was a salesperson. I hate this, I hate this part of the story so much. I hate I hate the fact that Marsha is married. Okay, well, just keep going because I got a lot to say about Wally. So Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, then we have Jan, who is having issues with Philip, her husband. And um, so uh, they're, you know, possibly breaking up. Um, living apart and whatnot. Um, then Cindy, who has been fighting for her independence since she is the youngest and, uh, still gets treated like the baby of the family. She is, a currently a college undergraduate, which makes no sense to me because her and Bobby are supposed to be the same age and he's in graduate school, <laughs> yeah, but she's like, okay, anyway, so, um, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> And uh, and she's in an issue similar to Bobby there too, where she's lying to the parents. Yeah. Um. And uh, she she had plans. She had actually had plans to go t- skiing with her uh, roommates, but basically was told by her parents that she had to uh, come home for the holidays. You know, uh-huh. not really given a choice. Like, yep, you're just, you're doing it. Yeah, and and like we said before, Alice is even dealing with the fact that Sam has left her for another woman. Yep, 
Um, Same the butcher. Yeah. Same the butchers butchered his relationship or marriage or yes. whatever. Yep. Matt, you're such a cut up. Yep. Oh god, I hate all the meat puns that they made about. Oh god, it makes me so mad. Okay, you keep going because I'm gonna I'm gonna derail if I keep. Do you want to actually know. take a break here, Matt, and then we'll come back and talk sure. about the rest of the plot? <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll be right back. Oops. What is Gen X? What is the Silent Generation? What do generations have in common? Hi, I'm Trish the Dish from the Gen X Voice Podcast, and I invite you to listen to conversations I have with folks from different generations, backgrounds, beliefs, and experiences in an attempt to see what connects rather than divides us. Even though Gen X has been called slackers, Karens, or not mentioned at all in some cases, we are the bridge generation, so I feel compelled to do my part to destroy ageism by bringing all these voices together. And, as a bonus, each guest gets to answer some 80s questions at the end of each show. So download and listen to Gen X Voice today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And let's see how much we have in common after all. Hi, this is Catherine, host of a new fashion podcast, The Real Fashion School Dropout. Join me as I interview guest every week in the fashion and beauty space and we gossip on all things fashion and beauty and even get into some personal stories of their journey in the industry you can find us on apple spotify pretty much wherever you get your podcast hope to see you there So, Matt, I was thinking about becoming a race car driver. Do you think that's a good idea? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I don't even have a license right now, so I'm trying to see. You don't think that'd be a good idea? I mean, you have to do that first, but then you can, like, I don't know how you get involved in something like that. You just try out. I mean, like, I don't know if you need. You already need a car, like a race car to begin oh, with. Or you probably do need out. a car to be a race car driver. Well, I don't know if you have to use your personal car to try out or if you just go to like a track and they like let you you know i was just wondering if i could like race the cars on foot like i could race them and then no 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 you couldn't do that no all right if i hit you might be like a hazard thing too you know yeah that's true they could hit me what if i wear like a big orange suit so they see me no well because some of the cars are orange so you know that would be bad and yeah what if I wear, like, a suit with a bunch of lights on it? That might work. Okay. Just check. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so, um, yeah, I don't think I'll do that. Um, <laughs> I think I'll stick to podcasting and whatnot. Um, so, yeah. the, because um, I'm just as good as that as I can be as a race car driver. Anyway, so, um, <laughs> 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 so, um. Though each child um, is deciding, um, d- ends up deciding to spend the holiday, um, they they end up, uh, you know, having all this, you know, crap going on. You know, you got the kids there, and the one, um, uh, you got um, 
Marsha's son picking on Greg's son for no reason whatsoever. Um, because he's shy. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Which is interesting because that kid is actually recast in the Brady's by Jonathan oh, yeah. Taylor Thomas. Hmm. From uh, Home Improvement. Anyway, so um, wow. <laughs> before he was on Home Improvement. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, basically, um, we also have this other subplot going on <laughs> where, so Carol is now a real estate agent and, uh, Mike, of course, is an architect as he, you know, was in the original. And, mm-hmm. uh, there's this guy, Mr. Roberts, who, um, is in charge of this building site for this new building that I guess Carol sold the land and Mike's the architect for it. And Mike, yeah. is, Mike is insisting that things, you know, be made safely. It seems like a conflict of interest right there though. Yeah. She does. sold the land and then her husband got the job as architect. <laughs> it yeah. Seems it a little, does seem kind of weird. It, yeah. It, that, right off the bat, I was like, this is not good. Um, so uh, this this Roberts guy he um he wants to cut corners. It'll still fall within code, I guess. But um, Mike thinks that it's going to be dangerous to the building. And then eventually, Mike walks off the project because he uh you know doesn't feel safe and he wishes uh, Mr. Roberts luck. And Mr. Roberts is finding another architect or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Because Mike, you know, has, you know, actual principles, you know, yeah. that he holds on to. Whereas, you know, this other guy's, you know, filthy capitalist piece of shit. So, you know, we're going to see more of how that unfolds in the like, in the movie, but... Yeah. I didn't see this coming a mile away by any means. Of course not, no. No. <laughs> uh, and he's trying to get her to influ- influence him, to influence Mike, you know, to change his position or whatever. Yeah, trying to like take away business from her and stuff. Yep. You know, take yep. away one of her biggest clients or what, you know, which is yep. I guess his company or whatever. So, um Anyways, um they uh the whole family gathers. We have like some issues where um basically um, Cindy and Nora, the, not Nora, no, no, not Nora, um, Cindy and Valerie, I should say, the, uh, the, um, girlfriend of Peter are in a room together and they're talking about things at night and they realize that, you know, Cindy basically gives good advice and says, you know, Valerie, why don't you just ask, uh, Peter to marry you, you know? Yeah. And then, um... Cindy, you know, comes to the conclusion that, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm a grown up. I know what I'm doing. Blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> I'm a big kid now. And, um, <laughs> I'm a big kid now. Yeah. And then, um, she, uh, so, so, so that's going on. <clears throat> Peter and Bobby are talking and Peter, um, Basically tells uh, Bobby, you know, it's like, I want to marry her, but she makes more money than me, blah, 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 and, you know, all this other bullshit. And Bobby basically just says, 
she's great. Why don't you fucking marry her, you dumbass? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then yep. um, Bobby tells Peter that he's a race car driver and that he's, you know, hasn't told, you know, mom and dad. And uh, that's, uh, you know, he basically says, you know, you got to tell them, blah, blah, blah. So then, you know, all those things are worked out, you know, like like they always are in a Brady Bunch type thing, you know. And the worst problem in the world, and it's solved by the end of the credits. Yep. So, I um, wonder why they're so happy and, and you know, <laughs> it all works out every time. Yep. 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 Um, so we have, uh, we have that going on. Um, we got the, you know, the kids picking on each other, blah, blah, blah. We got, we got a situation where, um, Wally, Mike, and, uh, I think it ends up being Peter and Bobby too. They all end up eating the dessert that Alice made for them. Even though she's not their maid, but um, where <laughs> she's like going, falling into old habits. Yeah, um, throughout the thing, they keep having this running joke. Like she keeps trying to, you know, wait on the kids and do everything, and blah blah blah. And, and Carol and Mike are like, you know, you're not our maid. You know, you're our guest. Blah blah. You know, and then yet half the freaking movie, she's wearing her maid's outfit. I know. I hate to say it, but she was so annoying in this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I, maybe she was like that in the show. I don't remember, but <laughs> like her fake crying bullshit and yeah, oh god, I hated it. I, mean, I know that's what they wanted. That's what they were going yeah. for. But I just thought it was stupid. But um, very but yeah, they, they they um they end up eating it all. And it's, okay, well that was for dessert. Thanks, guys. But um, you know, hope, hope it was good because uh, you know. Other people could have, you know, had some of that too. But hey, you know, whatever. It's okay, you know. Can I get to? Well, can I get to Wally in a second? Or can I? Like, I'm like chomping. I at the was bench. just about <laughs> to bring up Wally here. Okay. <laughs> so, um, Wally and Marsha's kid, Mickey, tells uh tells Grandpa that uh <laughs> that Wally. Lost his job, basically. And so, then we have a situation later where Wally and Mike and Mickey are all jogging for some reason. And they <laughs> jog, they happen to jog by this Mr. Prescott who owns a toy company. Oh, wow. And uh, basically, you know says, you know, hey, you know, Wally's a toy salesman, blah, 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 you know, you, you know, and then Mr. Prescott's like, can I steal him away from Tyler Toys? Um. Yeah. Again, how it all seems to work out, you know? Oh, man. Wasn't a setup yep. at all, man. Um, he got fired, and then two days later, he, he's got an interview for a whole new job. Yep. Mm -hmm. All works out in the Brady Bunch land. Yeah. Um, yep. So, fuck you. <laughs> so, what do you want to say about Wally here? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like, I hate Wally so much. Okay, so, like, and this is, like, maybe I'm going to come off, like, Joe Rogan here for a second, but, like, I hate it in movies and TV shows where fathers are, like, completely weak. And I don't mean, like, 
oh, they show emotion. They're we. I mean, like, they, like when they act like a little kid themselves. I'm like, you're a father. Like, you're you're acting like a kid here t- to your kids. Like, if you're gonna act like that, at least act that way, not around them. Like he's sitting there, like pacing and like, 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 like having them like trying to console him. And it, oh god, just it, ugh, something about that. I'm like, and I'm thinking <laughs> to myself, Marcia, you were the oldest girl in the group. You were quote the prettiest. You why you marry this guy? Like what the fuck? Like it, you, you could have picked anyone. You picked this guy. Did he did he go through a massive personality change after you met and went out and got married? And he finally like revealed who he was. He tricked you the whole time. Like, what? What's going on with this? Like, there is a short-lived series that gives us the early days of their marriage. Oh, oh I definitely want to see that. No, not really. Yeah, it's um, called the Brady Brides. It lasted one season as well. Oh my god! It came before Seriously? this. Um, yeah, it was a. Uh, th- th- there was there was a movie actually. It was called like the Brady Brady. Uh, like the the Brady girls get married or some bullshit like that. God, what a cash crop cash cow they're trying then they then they tried to turn that into a tv series like a year or so later jesus christ that, like, what that, the- and, and it just starred jan and uh it the, the premise of that one it was kind of like the odd couple you had okay. you, you you had wally and philip and jan and marcia all living in the same house okay and, and, okay. and, and, and alice was their neighbor Oh my god! Yeah, all right. That's so believable. Yeah, yeah. We're all living the same fucking house. Like, really? Shut and then up. You, and you have like Philip, who's kind of like the Felix Unger type person, and then and then Wally, who is like you know the Oscar Madison sort of kind of character. And so you have like yeah. that. It was like basically the odd couple, but yeah. with wives added in. And Brady Bunch bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, there's a scene like. That like angered me so much last night when I was watching this. So like, and like I said, I've been on on edge for all week, so it's probably just an extension of that. But like, he's sitting there like pacing around the bedroom, like where they're all sleeping, and he's like, "I can't sleep because I'm thinking about losing my job." And then I start grinding my teeth, and then when I start grinding my teeth, I I worry about going to the dentist, and then when I go to the dentist, the dentist. I worry about the bill he's going to send me, and I worry that the bill's going to be too much, but then I can't pay the bill because I don't have a job, which means I start grinding my teeth, and it's like, you are saying all this in front of your wife and children. Like, quit being so fucking weak. Like, I understand. You know, it's okay to show emotions. It's okay to cry. All that stuff's fine, but, like, when you're acting like a anyway, sorry. Uh, he, he, maybe he is like, acting. I, 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 we're going See, regardless of his sex, you know, regardless of whether he's male or female, he's an adult and he's acting like a fucking child. That's what gets me. Yeah. Yeah. And and I guess it does get me a little bit when it's a guy acting that way. Maybe I maybe I have like a one percent conservative in me or something like that. (laughs) that It it, 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 just that thing like, dude, like, shut up. Like, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. And I mean, the thing is, is I think it would be just as annoying if it was Marsha that was going through this too. You know what I mean? I'm just saying it's just fucking. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. He's got a certain look about him too. Like yeah. his hair is all like, like just disheveled. And I don't know. Uh, like, I mean, I like Jerry Hauser as an actor normally, but you know, this mm-hmm. role is kind of, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, he's a funny guy. He, you know, he had 
like he did all the uh if you ever watched mash anytime yeah. anytime there was like a speaker announcement on that show that was him oh okay yeah oh, um so yeah <clears throat> but anyways um he um so, so so he ends up getting a job working for prescott i guess um so um then we have um we have the the big christmas dinner um where uh where where we basically have um we have bobby telling uh at one point because uh, mike's giving like a speech about you know what's going on and eventually you know like basically saying you know we can't be afraid to uh, you know speak up or blah 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 you know giving a good old you know typical holiday speech sort of thing yeah and um i guess at one point carol oh before this carol did help uh philip and uh, jan get back together <clears throat> like totally didn't really she just basically said you know what's going on you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was it <laughs> yeah um so at the dinner though we've get the thing where where uh um Cindy says how she didn't like being told to come Bobby tells him about being a race car driver um <laughs> that one was like the one it, it's funny that was the one they took the most serious which yeah. I guess makes sense because he's been lying for a whole fucking year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then <clears throat> Peter tells, uh, you know, starts talking about things. And then eventually Peter and Valerie propose to each other at the exact same time after they're given a countdown to three from Carol. Um, yeah. Yep. So, um, we get all the kids doing that, and then Nora arrives and surprises Greg. Um, which I got questions about. They don't really tell you where Greg lives. <clears throat> they don't tell you, yeah. you know, where Nora's family is. How was she able to get there so fucking fast? Maybe they live just down the street or something. I have no yeah, idea. But if um, that's the case, why couldn't they just, you know, spend part of the day with Nora's family, part of the day yeah. with the Brady's? Yeah, I'm just saying. It's TV convenience. Um, yeah. That's, that's, that's what it has to be. Um, <laughs> so, um,. Anyways, then we um, we get a phone call. Guess what happens, Matt? Oh, uh, I, I didn't see this coming a mile away, or ten miles away, or a hundred miles away. Or a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> ten thousand. A million miles. Um, yep. So, Mike learns that, a ruth that, that the ruthless businessman that he, you know, designed a building for has cut corners now. Resulting in the building collapsing and trapping two security guards inside. Oh, I didn't see that coming. No. 
my thing is, is the building wasn't completely finished. Why were there security? Okay, anyways. So, um... Yeah, what, was what were they what doing inside the... Okay, anyways, so, um... <laughs> so, yeah. Mike comes... He gets called because the mm -hmm. other, uh... The new architect is out of town. And, uh, he comes to help. And he basically tells Roberts what to do to, you know, fix things. He gets the he gets the two security guards out, but he gets trapped himself after an aftershock. Um yep. and then he's saved by a song. Yep, because he was trapped and he, he couldn't lift the weight. I like too how they're basically just gonna like let him stay there. <laughs> Yeah, like, like we're not gonna help him. We're just gonna let him stay here because we didn't get the approval. It's like, wow! So you're just like gonna let someone die in the building? So, so basically, what ends up happening is Cindy reminds Carol of the time in the original series where she uh, sang "Oh Come All Ye Faithful" after she lost her voice. Yep, and uh, so she starts singing it, and everybody else starts singing along. And that song saves Mike's life. It gives him the strength to, well, you know, it gives him the strength to lift that, you know, rebar or whatever, you know, is holding him down. Yeah. And, um, you know, and because, uh, you know, that's what songs do. They actually give you muscle strength and, you know, able to like lift. So... So, like, yeah, he gets out and stuff, I guess, or whatever, yay. And then, uh, like, I, I'm in such a weird headspace lately. Like, I was, like, sitting there half expecting, like, you're just going to let him die. And it's going to end that way. <laughs> but, but I was seriously wondering if they're just going to end it. Like, a really bad note. But, but, it's a very Brady I, I, Christmas ends right, with Mike Brady dying. <laughs> but but I'm half, I think I'm half right because he probably inhaled, he probably inhaled a lot of asbestos. So he probably had, like, life time complications after that so you know um good job mr capitalist construction owner guy you i mean in, in, in real life a few years later um uh the actor died from complications of aids so yeah, well there you go yeah. so he got it from the building yeah. um he inhaled ace <laughs> wow <Wait>. no <laughs> Well, of course, 1988, people probably believe that bullshit. Yeah. Ronald Reagan probably, yeah, don't don't get too close to a gay person. Because, well, he didn't talk like that. But, like, <laughs> suddenly I've got a different accent yeah, from Ronald that's the Reagan. thing, though. Um, Robert Reed was a closeted gay man for most of his life. So. He told you. I told you that's what yeah. it was. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, he, he had a. He, he did have a marriage and had a daughter. But he was, you know, <clears throat> he was a gay man, but he was, like, America's TV dad, you know? It's like. Kind of interesting. Well, yeah, because he he, he he has a good job and he's he's the man of the household and he he's got a good job and he's the man of the household and he's got a good job and he's the man of the household. Wait, what? What is he? He's he's got a good job and he's the man of the household. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm like so loopy today. <laughs> so yeah, he yeah, but anyways, um, so. Mike ends up getting out because um, oh come all ye faithful, you know, saved his life. You know what could have saved his life more? What? <laughs> it's like what's that? What what's that? Like 
the six gallons of tears that I cried today from watching the movie Hachi, A Dog's Tale, that could have lubricated, you know, some of the stuff and he'd be able to slip through the, the wood beams or whatever that he was trapped under, you know. <clears throat> but, well, at, le- at least Mike didn't die in this, like the dog in that, so... Or not the dog, I mean the, the guy dog in that. The is like 12 years old. But like, the, the, guy, um, I mean the, guy, the guy in the movie, I should say. Um, they both are just like 12 years apart. But yeah. Like, um, yeah. Yep. Good. Good stuff, you know. Uh-huh. Perfect, perfect, you know, perfect storm we got brewing here. So we got COVID coming back. Not that it ever left, but now we got the new variant. Christmas is coming up. The economy sucks. There's a so-called labor shortage, which really isn't, um, because because Kellogg's fired 1,400 workers going on strike, and then they hired a bunch of scabs. They go, wait, I thought there was a labor shortage. Can't get anyone to work. No one wants to work. All of a sudden, 14, it's over. Mike, it, 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 miraculously, it ended all at once. 1,400 people. They were they are all available, Mike, but there's a shortage. But until that moment. And then suddenly there's no shortage anymore. It's a miracle. Just like Mike, Mike, you know, escaping the, the building miracle. Yes. This is another miracle, you know? And but so- we got, you know, the shorter days. Um, you know, we had a bunch of tornadoes in Kentucky yesterday. We had a huge windstorm here in Toledo. Power went out in a lot of places. You know, and, and, and Peacock yeah. canceled AP Bio, and Netflix yeah, canceled Bio. Cowboy Bebop. So yep, that pissed so, me off. So <laughs> a lot of good stuff going on at once. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you know, I, like if I were Mike Brady, what I would have done is I would have just taken like one of the two by fours that was in there and just like hit the guy in the head with it, like just as hard as he could, you know, and like end the movie right then and there. Like they, they should, they should have ended the movie with Mike becoming. Like a killer, and he kills yeah. Mister Roberts. Yes, <laughs> just, and, and they're all singing "Oh Come, All You Faithful" as, as it's going on, and then and then and, just, and, and then like Bobby, <laughs> Peter, and Greg come in and help him. And yeah, <laughs> they help hide the body. They put <laughs> well, it in the building. Uh, <laughs> Wally comes in, and he's like, he's like, he's like, well, actually, the reason I lost my job is actually I'm in the mafia, and um. I, <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I don't need no fucking job at Prescott Toys. I know where to hide the body. Um anyway, so <laughs> yeah, the whole thing the whole anxiety thing was just like a, a cover for him, yeah. you know. He like turns uh, into this smooth guy and all of a sudden his hair slicked back and stuff too. It's weird. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> it's like the it's like the um Caesar, was it Caesar Carzat? No, what was his name? Um the usual suspects, what was his name? Kaiser, oh, oh, Kaiser uh, Soze. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like the Kaiser Soze effect, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So um, yeah, the guy, the guy's limping and he's stuttering his words. When he comes out, suddenly he has no limp anymore. Uh, you know, <laughs> and then, and, and then Bobby gets his race car and he runs over the body a few times to make sure he's dead. And um, the- <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that would have been a good. I would have actually paid more attention if that was the ending. Um, yes, but I mean, we, do have, we do have some uh, another miracle happen here. Oh yeah, what's that? So the, they all get back home for their dinner and stuff. Oh yeah, that's right. And Santa Claus shows up. Oh, that's right, Santa Claus. And it's actually or, Sam. Or do you mean Salmon Claus? As in, his name is Sam, but he's a butcher, and they probably have fish there as well. So it's a Salmon. Sure. Claus? 
I mean, butcher probably mainly specialized like beef and pork products, but they probably have some seafood as well. And you know, so and instead of being played by the original actor for some reason, Sam is now played by Louis Arquette. Hmm. Why they couldn't get the original actor, I don't know. He was still alive at the time. Well, maybe they didn't pay him any money, just like they weren't going to pay um, Susan Olsen. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> maybe they're going to pay him a meat, you know, meat product. Yeah. Hey, you played a butcher on TV, so we'll give you, like... We'll give you some you brown know, chuck and some, uh, you know, some liver and onions and... Uh, <laughs> meat club of the month or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. And, uh... <laughs> whatever, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if that's even such a thing. Scrip- but, subscription uh, to that, what is it, like Idaho Meats or uh, <laughs> Iowa, whatever that was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Trump Steaks. Uh, yeah, um, Trump Steaks. That that was probably big at that time, you know? This is back when, in the 80s too. when Trump was, uh, you know, still just a businessman and well, didn't destroy yeah, our well, country. Sort of, and, um, the, uh, yeah, it was a certifiably important. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> He had yet to become a reality TV star or destroy our country. And, um, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, Mike, Brady. yeah, Sam, Sam, you know, comes back and he's just like, you know, you know what? I, I, nobody beats you, Alice, you know, we got to get back together and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, yeah. And by the way, Louis Arquette, you may know from waiting for Guffman has opposed uh, also, as well as being the dad to David Arquette and Rosanna Arquette and Patricia Arquette. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, so, um, and, 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 and another, um, another thing about Louis Arquette, he, uh, was also the son of Cliff Arquette who was a comedic actor before that, who is from Toledo, Ohio. So, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's freaking amazing. Yeah. Um, so, this scene, I didn't like this scene because this this proved to me that feminism was not quite ascendant yet because she just totally just takes them back. Mm-hmm. And, like, everyone else is, like, like happy, like, yay, they're back together. It's like, bitch. Like, he was cheating on her yeah. with a younger woman. He's like, oh, Alice is not hot enough for me anymore. Now I need to, like, go to, like, some 30-something or well, probably 40-something, to be honest. Because yeah. probably, like, in the 50s. But whatever. A younger, you know, a, you know a, a fresher piece of meat, if you will. You know, because he's yeah. a butcher and everything's going to be butcher. Like, he even told her, he's like, oh, you're you're prime rib and she's chopped liver. It's like, okay, I get it. You're a butcher. Does everything you have to say have to be but- I mean, like, okay, so, like, I used to work at a print shop. So, like, when I came home, everything I say, like, oh, you're, like, a 36 by 24, you know, what's, like, come on, quit being an idiot, bro. But, you know, it's <laughs> Sam for you, and he, he is an idiot, so. It's like, you know, when, uh, when, when, um, when, uh, like, uh, LeBron James gets home, he's, like, saying to his wife, he's like, you know, our marriage is, like, a slam dunk. God, I know. Like, can you imagine? That would just be so corny. Like, I would, like, murder him if he did that. Like, I don't even know where he lives. It's, it's like, I, I'm not even, I don't even care about basketball. I would kill him just for playing that. Like, all of his fans would be devastated. They ask, what's the motivation? Do you like a different team? Or like, nope, don't even care about basketball. And by don't care, I mean, I don't care. I'm not, I don't have animosity towards it. I don't have 
rub for it. It's indifferent to me, but I will murder this guy for saying his marriage is a slam dunk. And because I hate the Tampa... No, I'm just kidding. Um, he plays for the Lakers, yeah. though, so... He does? I thought he's exactly... I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's playing for the Tampa Bay Heat for a while. That's the then, Miami Heat, by the way, too. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even get the teams right. Yeah, the Tampa Bay Heat. Yeah, that sounds right. Really? Yeah, in the in the Cleveland Bulls, in the the Detroit Cavs, in the LA um, 76ers. Sure. As much as I know about basketball. Yeah, I don't watch um, basketball, but I know the names of the teams, unfortunately. Well, the thing is, I used to know a little bit about basketball. It was only because of playing basketball video games. Yeah. Like, I knew that Charles Barkley used to be on the Philadelphia 76ers. And it was only because in you know, one of the basketball games, you could play um, <clears throat> different years of different teams if you wanted to. And so, like... I, I chose the 76ers and I chose like a certain year and then he was on the roster. So I knew just from that, but I, I otherwise I would have, would have had like no idea. Whatsoever, I always think of know? Charles, Charles Barkley with the Phoenix suns. That, that was later on. Yeah. yeah but he started out. I think that's when I, that's when I met him one time. I met him, oh, at, met a golf, him? At, a, at a golf thing. Oh, oh, yeah. Cool. So yeah, he was golfing in a local charity golf thing. So anyways, the, um, but but regardless, anyways, I the other day speaking of basketball, I know this is totally off topic, but uh, I uh, <laughs> I was at a Walmart and they had one of those arcade one up uh, NBA Jam things on display, and so I I played a little bit of basketball oh, for a few minutes. <laughs> I love I love NBA Jam. I used to yeah. oh man, I used to play that. I used to rent that like every other weekend. Yeah, it was fun on that arcade because it's the arcade version and stuff, and it was really fun. Anyway, so um. I I really, I, I, again, I am going to remind uh, fans that if you would like to buy me an arcade one-up, I really want one. I want one, too. But buy us one that's hackable so we can put multiple games on it so we don't have that, to buy like a different they're, game. For- they're, they're, they're all hackable. We can figure it oh, out. Oh, they are? So, okay. Yeah, I, I, I watch YouTube. So, um, the... Uh- <laughs> I'm not going to buy like six of these. No, like, no, like, I just want one. one. Like, I mean, I don't even care which one it is, honestly, as long as it's one that I can, you know, <laughs> put multiple games on. So, but yeah, regardless, just, do, do you want to take a quick break here, Matt? And we'll come back and talk about the, like, I don't yeah. know, just talk about the rest of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll be right back. <laughs> what is Gen X? What is the silent generation? What do generations have in common? Hi, I'm Trish the Dish from the Gen X Voice Podcast, and I invite you to listen to conversations I have with folks from different generations, backgrounds, beliefs, and experiences in an attempt to see what connects rather than divides us. Even though Gen X has been called slackers, Karens, or not mentioned at all in some cases, we are the bridge generation, so I feel compelled to do my part to destroy ageism by bringing all these voices together. And, as a bonus, each guest gets to answer some 80s questions at the end of each show. So download and listen to Gen X Voice today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And let's see how much we have in common after all. Hi, this is Catherine, host of a new fashion podcast, The Real Fashion School Dropout. Join me as I interview 
guest every week in the fashion and beauty space and we gossip on all things fashion and beauty and even get into some personal stories of their journey in the industry. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Hope to see you there. And we are back. And here's the story of a man named Mike who was unable to rhyme the word Mike. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Mike the Pike? No. <laughs> Mike, Mike the Spike? I don't know. Um, so, anyways, here's the, here's the story of a man named Matthew who wore a shoe. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyways. So, um... <laughs> So here's a review from back in 2004 on uh, the Internet Movie Database of this wonderful film. Um, (laughs) Written by five fids. Um, Could only watch it once. I was a big fan of the Brady Bunch show when it was on, and I was young and naive. I just, as most who watched it, knew it wasn't realistic. We knew it wasn't how most uh, families interact, etc. But we liked it just the same. When I watched this in 1988, I was disappointed. I was very well done. It was very it was very well done, not I. It was very well done, but <laughs> I guess the Brady Bunch, as many shows, was good only in its time. So when reunions, updates are done, it does not have much impact. At least that's how I felt about this one. The best part was seeing, hearing a, a Brady use the word hell. Christopher Knight, as Peter tells one of his siblings, I don't recall which. That's a hell of a way to get your to greet your brother. Um, or something to that effect. <laughs> way to go, Peter. That added some much-needed realism to a show that even the most adherent fan will concede lacked realism um okay uh if if i see it in my listings during the holiday season i may check it out again but i did not care for this first time so i doubt that will change okay for me it's the exact opposite to me the show was like totally silly and um it's just unwatchable for most, for the most part. Um, yeah. uh, you know, this movie, it wasn't good, but it wasn't terrible. <clears throat> yeah. Um, here's a 10 out of 10, Matt written back in, 1990, oh, wow, that, written that, back in 1999 by wow. Luke, Luke 31. I don't know if that's a Bible uh, thing. Anyway, so, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was written on December 23rd of 1999. The best television remo- re- reunion movie of all time. This is an excellent reunion movie. It has a great storyline, some wonderful writing, and situations that alternate between comedy and drama. No other reunion movie has ever stayed more true to the original character con- conceptions while allowing them to grow. An excellent movie. Part of my Christmas tradition. 
okay, I mean, they like what they like, so, yeah. you know, that's fine. Hmm. Here's another one from 1999. What? <laughs> Written by Fonzie 2. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, someone tell me that this isn't for real. Poor dad gets trucks trapped in a construction accident, and they still sing Christmas carols without him. <laughs> Someone exactly. should beat the writers of this script into a bloody pulp. I like the Brady Bunch, but this is degrading. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> See, the, we're not the only ones that were thinking of violence. Yes, I know. <laughs> when it came to that scene, totally different victims of violence in mind, but. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but here's an here's another one that's just written earlier this year back in january by robert norris a very brady huge miss Ooh. <laughs> see what they did there it's a one out of ten um yep <laughs> corny or cheesy the original series had a particular charm as it worked primarily as a sitcom comedy but this reunion movie fails on every level it's not funny it's not interesting. It's not well written enough to be dramatic or moving. And in the end, like the Brady Variety Hour, it comes off sad and pathetic. Okay. Yeah. I felt the need to wow. read it in that voice. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, anyways, there's pretty much it. the the reviews for this are like all over the place. Um, what would you recommend anybody watch this movie, Matt? Like, who do you think it's just for? Uh, you know, like nostalgia people, maybe, you know, maybe they'd get something out of it. Um, I mean, that's probably, it. I mean, like people who like the Brady Bunch, I guess maybe they can yeah. get a kick out of it. Um, people like us who are reviewing movies, maybe, you know, yeah. like I've noticed that like, a lot of people have reviewed some of like the same weird movies as shows we reviewed at. I honestly think the only traction that these shows are getting are people <laughs> reviewing them exactly. for podcasts. Like I don't think I don't think anyone else is watching them. The only reason they exist is for pod, uh, for podcasts and YouTube videos. Um, so the- yeah, that's what I think it is. Like you know, like you know, I bet you a nostalgic critic probably he probably reviewed this at some point. I don't know, but um, yeah. You know, probably. Um, so yeah, you know those kind of people. But like, if you're like looking for like a Christmas movie, you know, I would I would like stick with like Christmas Vacation, which is like you know a great great movie still holds up thirty something years later, thirty two years later. Um, you know, Christmas with the Cranks. That's a good one. Um, you know, with um, it's a wonderful Tim Allen, life. Uh, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't like it personally, but yeah, people people might like that one. I love that movie. Um, um, it's not, I don't know. Um, I, I, I every time I watch, it, I get still get pissed off at that guy's fucking uncle, idiot. It's got oh, a I bunch know. of cats. Uncle Billy you is ruined, you ruined the guy's stupid. life. <laughs> yeah, but like so. Every time I see that, I get mm, kind of like that guy who does like the onion reviews. He just starts going off on him the whole time. Yeah. Can I just circle back to <laughs> Yeah. Uncle Billy. Um the uh, um but yeah, um so my feelings on this is um 
my takeaway from this movie is that if you have problems in your life, you need parents like Carol and Mike. Um, if your dad is trapped in a building, the only way to save him is by singing a Christmas carol. Yeah. So, like, if you ever run into a situation where someone's trapped inside of a building, I'm wondering you if it works. Gather for, up like a hundred. I wonder if it works for other things because I'm just curious. Like, has has anybody in the hospitals, like when people are dying of COVID, tried singing "Oh Come All Ye Faithful"? <laughs> That's terrible. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. Or or is it like is it seasonal? Like, well, work in other seasons. Like, can you sing it in springtime, for example, or only at Christmas time? You know? Yeah. Like. You know, because COVID's gonna be around for the next forty-seven thousand years, right? So, like, we got, we got, you know, like, figure this stuff out. You know, I mean, um, I, I'm okay. So, so you know, you know, I, I'm gonna go on the record here, Matt. Now, yeah. Joe Rogan has recommended uh, ivermectin. Okay, yeah, I know. I recommend <clears throat> "Oh Come All Ye Faithful" to solve any of your problems. Yeah. So, you, you, you yeah, you gone, you gone beyond taking. Um, you know, um, uh, anti-parasite, you know, drugs to, um, spiritual healing. You know, you don't need to take any drugs at all. You know, whether, whether it's a free COVID vaccine or very expensive animal, um, you know, dewormer medication, yes. um, from feed stores. Now you, you just need spiritual food, you know, to get rid of the COVID virus. I do have you. a feeling that, oh, come all you faithful will help more than ivermectin, but, I don't know. It probably will. But, yeah. um, but, but no, I mean, Joe Rogan, you know, he's, he, you know, he studies martial arts and he used to host the show where people ate bugs. So, you know, he knows more than 99% of the doctors and scientists of the world. Of course. And he does. I mean, why, you know, why and, wouldn't and, know? and I've directed two horror comedies and, um, yeah. host a, <clears throat> a cheesy movie and sitcom podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. So listen to me. Um, no, don't listen to anyone yeah. who's not qualified. Oh, whether but but, but whether I will he... tell you for three easy payments of nine ninety nine, um, <laughs> I will <coughs> sing. I'll come. You, <laughs> I'll come. All ye faithful for you. Yeah, there you go. Yes, and uh, they'll they'll throw in some ivermectin, you know, as like yeah. a treat or whatever, you know. Uh, I've noticed that they they're not really talking about ivermectin anymore very much. Now they no. moved on to um, new a new a new so-called therapy, um, which now it's um, well now no so ivermectin was like the the thing for like a couple two months maybe, and then you know these people they're very they're, like they move on to things very quickly they get bored very easily so like you know they, they never really learn learn how to like focus and be disciplined they just kind of move on to. Like oh what's 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 new now you know I you know um, horse dewormer oh no humans could use it too okay yeah for what though humans can use it for what tell me tell me what humans can use it for not uh, for, yeah not exactly for COVID exactly um, so don't use it oh 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 aspirins for human use okay does it treat COVID nineteen um, Dr Pepper is yeah, no pun intended. Um, is for human consumption. Oh, okay, so is Dr. Pepper made? Well, yes, technically Dr. Pepper was made by an actual doctor. Okay, I'm, I'm undercutting myself here, but whatever. He wasn't treating COVID nineteen because it didn't exist in the 1800s. But um, 
And even if it did, actually, I it, don't was, it was created by somebody who wasn't a doctor who named it after his doctor friend. Oh, sorry, he named it after his. Yeah, never mind. He <laughs> named it after his. Okay, yeah, this woman he liked, whose father was a doctor, he named it after her dad for some reason. Okay, anyway, that's like a weird thing right there. Like, I got but, a huge crush on this girl, so I'm going to name a product after her dad. <laughs> it's just like what? <laughs> well, that's what you do. Um, yeah, what you do. <laughs> But, but honestly, if you would like um, Matt and I to sing a Christmas carol of any kind, um, not to cure any kind of diseases, because we're completely joking here. Um, yeah. It, it um, you know, on TikTok, let us know. We'll do it for the right amount of money. Yeah. We will. We do have a TikTok. It has to be enough. Yes. Yeah. I put up a couple things uh, recently on TikTok, just some random videos. Um, old school videos from us, um, just for the hell of it. Um, oh I've got, I've got part of a matter of fact on there with Matt. Oh my God. <laughs> and, um, <coughs> wow. I, I got it up to the point where it cut me off because of time. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's shorter videos. Yeah. Um, <coughs> but yeah, check those out folks. Um, let us know what you want us to do. If you want, if you want more episodes of a matter of fact, which I really like, um, let us know, and we can uh, definitely do that sometime because I really like Matt's monologues. God, um, yes, yeah. Um, but anyways, folks, um, that's all we really have to say about a very Brady Christmas. Don't yep. don't sing your troubles away, folks. Nope. Um, I mean, it might be good for don't your it. it might be good for your mental health to sing. I mean, that's fine. But well, um, maybe, yeah, not not for you know curing covid or saving somebody that's trapped in a building um <laughs> or saving somebody that's trapped in a building that has covid um <laughs> just letting you know that one wow. doesn't cancel out the other and um you know yeah just you know be good to each other folks check out our patreon give us a five star review on apple podcast um Go to all2real2.com for everything else. Check out our TikTok. Um, let us know what you want us to do on that, you know. Whether it's, you know, lip sync to Billie Eilish or something. You know, we could do that. <laughs> Maybe. Um, let us know what will get people to put their eyes on things. And, um, <laughs> you know... Wear a mask, folks. We still need to. Wear a condom. And have yourself a merry little Christmas. Bye bye Bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast. A Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at CullenPark.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg, but their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're gonna get 180 pages of entertainment 
action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now.